You are listening to the Let Them Testify podcast with your girl, Layla. So what are you waiting for? Let's testify. Hey guys, and welcome back to what is the final episode of season two. My goodness, how did we get here already? Two seasons in. Um, because of this, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we are going on a bit of a break for a while. Um, going to do some... Um, revamping of things and when we get back I have some exciting news to share so stay tuned to our socials for that stuff coming soon Um, anyway this episode I got to to chat with a new friend of mine named Chrissy Hopkins she is a teacher down here and yeah we just talk a lot about uh, trusting God when we just don't know what we're doing and I know for myself and a lot of people around me that is like a season that we're walking through, we just don't really know what's happening. But just being able to trust God through that and looking back and seeing where he's brought you through in the past and trusting that he'll do that for us for us now. Awesome episode, really encouraging. Um, and yeah, let's testify. Hey Chrissy and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Uh, so to start things off, we're just going to ask you... What is your favourite Bible verse and why? Um, well, my favourite Bible verse would have to be John 3.30. Um, it's a bit of a random one. <laughs> but um, I, I really love this one because it's, it's got a bit of a story, a backstory. Um, Go for it. So for the last eight years, I've been a teacher. When I first came into teaching, really believe God led me into it, but... Yeah, it was just absolutely exhausting because I um, am surprisingly, lots of people wouldn't believe me, but I'm an introvert. So being a teacher up the front, having to tell kids off and all that was pretty draining and exhausting. I get that, um, (laughs) yeah. So um, yeah, in my first few weeks of of teaching, um, yeah, I was just praying like, what have you done, Lord? Like, (laughs) this is a crazy job and... um, yeah, I woke up one morning with um, John 3.30 running through my head and I was like, what is this? And so I thought maybe I'll look at it in the Bible. And so I looked it up and it said, um, I must increase, you must decrease, or I must decrease, you must increase, talking about John the Baptist saying that God must increase in his life and he must decrease. And that really hit me because I thought, you know what? Whatever God calls me to do, if he is increased in my life, I can hide behind him and he can shine out. Um, And so, yeah, that's been a real special Bible verse for me ever since. Wow, that's so cool. Um, Yeah, I can really relate to that. Mm. Just I love the way that you worded that there, like I can kind of hide behind him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. as an introvert myself, I really get that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So, let's... Uh, kind of delve in a bit so for the listener just a bit about who you are where you came from come from geographically yeah all that kind of thing. um so yep yeah, i um was born in melbourne and uh yeah when i was three months we moved out past lilydale into an area near warburton um so victoria 
and um, yeah, I've got four brothers and two awesome parents, and yeah, awesome. Uh, so, what kind of role did God play in your life as a child? Um, well, I had really amazing, solid parents um, who loved each other. So I think I was very fortunate that they just showed me a really beautiful picture of God. Um, and yeah, I grew up with a in a community that was very Adventist. Yeah. But during that time, a lot of the the Adventist institutions closed down. So I saw a lot of my friends leaving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, started off with lots of Adventist kids in my prep class. And then by the time I finished high school, uh, primary school, um, a lot of them had moved away. And then shortly after I finished primary school, the primary school closed down because there wasn't enough kids. So yeah, it was a bit sad to see that. But ultimately yeah just really good childhood um yeah obviously not perfect but pretty good considering yeah yeah for sure uh so as you watched all of those your friends and stuff kind of leaving did you ever feel like leaving it yourself or were you always pretty like consistent um well pretty consistent because my family was pretty stable and yeah. wouldn't wouldn't want to move made me the other way yeah okay. I didn't want to leave yeah. yeah yeah for sure um so I know that like growing up in the church uh a lot of people they kind it's kind of like the faith of their family when did God become real for you I think um yeah praise God for a lot of the events that the church runs so summer camps was a really big thing for me I loved it um pathfinders loved pathfinders um and yeah just i think my when i decided to fully accept god was at a pathfinder campery in wakery in south australia Mm. (laughs) um and yeah i was 14 um my my cousin had been baptized at 12 and we were often always together and compared and all of that but I wanted to make the decision when I was ready yeah and it seemed to take a long time um from 12 to 14 but when I was 14 it hit me hard and yeah that that was like yeah this is for me yeah so what was it in that when you were 14 what was it that like what was that moment for you was it a moment or was like a building kind of thing um yeah it was just we had um pastor John Hammond was our speaker he's amazing if anyone has heard of him Uh, And his stories that he told each night, the theme was Joshua. And it just made sense. Like, it was just like, yep, this is, this is for me. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so as you, uh, was there any moments for you in high school that really kind of stood out out for you where like God was leading? Um, definitely. Like I found a lot of my friends came from real broken families and I remember feeling overwhelmed with my prayer list because I had them all written down with all their little issues. And I was just like so overwhelmed. I'm like, how the heck is God going to like come through for all of this? Because there was just too many issues and so much hurt and pain. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my friends, they, they weren't strong in their faith. And I remember one chapel... Um, a speaker came don't remember who it was or whatever but they didn't appeal and I was the first one in the school to stand up and I remember everyone just looking at me 
and um yeah it was it I just remember my heart was just so like <laughs> pounding and I was like ah oh, I hate this attention <laughs> but um I just knew I had to stand up then and yeah a few others stood up but yeah I just knew it was the right thing for me to do then and there yeah that's that's really beautiful um I get I've had experiences like that like even now like you get your playlist and it's so long and it's like mm-hmm. god like like how there's so there's so much yeah so yeah I completely can relate to that that overwhelm mm-hmm. um so after after high school did you have like any set like career plans or anything like or what was that like for you um so after high school I hadn't well during the end of high school I wasn't really sure um in year 12 we went to Avondale on our year 12 Avondale trip and I wanted to work for ADRA because I just wanted, I, well, I wanted to be a missionary really. And um, so I thought, work for Asian Aid or ADRA, which is a Adventist Development and Relief Agency or World Vision or something like that. Um, so I, I decided I'd, I wanted to do that, but I wanted to have a gap year. Um, so yeah, I did a gap year, did a massage course in that time and traveled. And then, yeah, went to Avondale. So what, what were you studying at Avondale? Uh, the course was called International Development Studies. Yeah. Cool. So did did you enjoy that course? Yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, Travelled a lot, but yeah, the doors didn't open <laughs> when I graduated for that. Um, yeah, which at the time was was pretty devastating. But looking back, um, it's cool to see how God has led yeah so when you were in that experience and like the doors didn't open were you like really sure that's where God was calling you at the time um at the time I was just like what is going on God like you've yeah this has been something I've wanted to do but yeah I just wasn't sure I was just I don't know what's going on (laughs) so what was that process of like surrendering that and coming to the realization that hey maybe this might not be where I'm heading what was that process like for you um so I wanted to get an internship with Asian Aid and so I had um made sure that I'd gotten to know um the guy who ran Asian Aid and um we went to a fundraising concert for Asian Aid and um yeah he asked me to man the booth and give information out and to bring a friend and so I bought a friend and um, at the end of the concert, he said, um, we're thinking of giving an intern to, a, to someone who's graduating at the end of the year. And before I could say anything, my friend jumped up and said, oh, pick me, pick me. It's like, oh, really? You'd be interested? <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> my dreams are like just, yeah, leaving me behind. Um, yeah, because I'm not a very competitive like, in that moment person. And, um, yeah, so it was really, I was devastated. Um, and, yeah, I just prayed about it and didn't really know what to do. So I just decided, well, I'll just stay at college and do teaching. <laughs> like, at that time, I didn't feel like I wanted to be a teacher. It wasn't like, oh, God's God wants me to be a teacher. It was just like, oh, I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My main reason for doing teaching was to start college and go on the mission trip that was going to Nepal <laughs> the next 
um, yeah, in the April and then on the Bubblelands tour in the mid-semester break. So <laughs> I had other ideas of why I should do mm. teaching, but it's amazing how God lures you in and then shows you what, what you yeah. can do there. Yeah. Um, so like in that kind of luring process, if you will, did you at some point go, yeah, teaching is like really great or were you always a bit kind of standoffish with it? Yeah, so once I came back from the Bibleland's tour, I went straight, the next day I went straight to my first prac and I absolutely loved it. And I was just like, huh, I like this. This is good. Um, I was doing art teaching in a, in a Christian school and I just pretended I was confident. I wasn't at all. <laughs> but my um, supervising teacher was like, oh, you're really confident and you could just go straight into the classroom now. And I was just like, wow, I fooled him as well. <laughs> so that was like a big um, confidence boost. Yeah. And I think that was the main thing, like, a lot of it had to do with my confidence um yeah so yeah for sure um there's like a kind of a quote that I kind of go by which on that is like act confident and no one will question you <laughs> and the yeah. amount of times that I've been like so nervous and been like no nah, it's fine I'll just pretend and yeah. like things just kind oh, of yeah. come off and like is is incredible so like confidence is key to a lot of things oh, yeah um except for when you just really really don't know what you're doing mm. um yeah, awesome. So, when once you finished college, so how long were you actually at college for? I was there for five years, so three years for international development, and then I did the two years uh, yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so after college, where did you like get a job straight away? Like, what happened after that? Yeah, so um, I told God I'd only do teaching if I under two conditions, and one was that I'd only teach art. And the other that I would only ever teach in Victoria. Um, <laughs> and ne- I got neither of those things. <laughs> and it's just crazy. Over those two years, like, God just changed me and molded me. And by the end, when I was waiting for a job, I got two job offers. One was to Victoria and one was to Adelaide in South Australia. And um, I decided when I got those offers, I just knew that Adelaide was the one. Um, it just felt right and yeah just had to choose Adelaide um and uh, I'm so glad I did <laughs> um so what, what was it about Adelaide that made you so sure that that was like that discernment process what was mm. that like for you well the school that I got offered in Victoria I'd done my prac there and I hadn't enjoyed the school um and a lot of people that I knew had gone there weren't happy and so I was like I want to be in a place that is really supportive and will like I want to do good things and so yeah. I want to be supported doing ministry yeah yeah for sure um so from the like so you start teaching is this what year of teaching was this that you got this so that was back in my first year of teaching was 2013 okay yeah so how long were you sorry for context for the listener Christian and I have just gone on Storm Co together, which we will talk about later. Um, but how long were you teaching before Storm Co was a thing? Um, well, I I went on my first Storm Co in my gap year. So okay. after year 12, we went um, to Swan Hill and it was amazing. I was like, why haven't I done this before? Mm-hmm. And then in my first year at Avondale, I went 
back with a f- group of friends in Victoria with another church to another place. And um, yeah, I, and then I went again to the first Stormco area. And so when I came to be a teacher in Adelaide, I really wanted to run Stormco's. Um, but uh, the admin were like, you know, just wait, don't do it in your first year, you already got <laughs> enough to do. But in your second year, we'll fully support you. And they did, and yeah, it was a crazy roller coaster of a <laughs> learning curve. Um, to run, to, to go on a trip is completely different to run a tr- running a trip. Okay. You got the the pressures and the responsibility, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the deputy at the time really supported and made it happen, and it became something that was like you'd beg kids to come on. And um, after two years, you had a waiting list. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we had to cap it. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. That's so cool. Um, so what do you think it was that kind of turned the perception of Stormcore around for the kids? Like, what kind of experiences were the kids you were taking having? Yeah, I think everyone could see how much fun, like, when the kids came back, it was just like, oh, Stormcore was so much fun. Um, and you could see the, the friendships that were just strengthened and um, there was just positivity spoken around the school about how good it was. We would take a chapel service um, and show the rest of the school like what we did and yeah, it was just something that people were like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, uh, for sure. That, like, that sense of community on Stonko is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of those listening who don't actually know what Stormco is, what is Stormco? So Stormco is pretty much like a mission trip, but it's in Australia. So it stands for Service to Others Really Matters. So what we do is we do a kids program in the morning, um, have crafts and face painting and games and a story, um, all of that sort of thing. And then in the afternoon, you might do some community projects like... Um, you know, go to retirement homes or um, clean up backyards, that sort of thing. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess that kind of, that's probably really different for a lot, a a different way of living for a lot of the kids that you take. Um, Just that, like, service to other people is not Mm. super common in our society. Mm. Like, our society Mm. is very much like, what can I get Mm. rather than what can I give? Yeah. So it's interesting to see how, like doing things I guess kind of God's way because he's all about giving mm. having people in a, in a space where you can do that and how that's changing them mm. I think that's like um, that in and of itself like it, without like the programs and stuff like that and all of the really great things that happen there like just that element of changing people's lives and opening them up to a different way of living is mm. such a huge testament to mm. like yeah just the way that God has designed us to live yeah. um, do you think that you've seen that about like just from your observations yeah definitely um i've seen well lots of the kids that um that i've taught in the past a pivotal moment will be stormco um and you can see just confidence is just kids just grow so much in confidence you know you, you say to them i think you should be you know the mascot and they're like me like really and they, you know, just to be chosen to do things and to have that responsibility just 
is really surprising and to see the impact they can have as little kids just love them and run up to them and want to hang out with them like that gives them this realization that they've got a purpose and they can make a difference to other people yeah yeah for sure on our like most recent trip it was for me it was really beautiful seeing some of your past students who came on the trip too Mm. and then connecting with kids that they connected with the Mm. last time Mm -hmm. just seeing them like hug and embrace each other and (laughs) just how you can have so much time go because we had like COVID in the middle yeah so you can have like two years go in between the last one and the time that they saw this this kid like this year and to see that like that bond that connection is still there so it really does like it forms connections with people that last Mm -hmm. um which is just such such a good thing um so how many like did you run Stormco every year while you were working yeah so we um from 2014 to 2019 we ran a Stormco um but yeah COVID stopped it (laughs) and then yeah this year we went back for the first time um yeah which was amazing to (laughs) I was thinking (laughs) we're never gonna have a Stormco again which is sad to think but yeah yeah for sure so uh where has God taken you from like so in the last I know the last two to three years have been pretty massive for everybody but the one thing that I've seen consistently over and over again is that they've been really life-changing years um a lot of people have started to question like who they are what their purpose is and that kind of thing have you has any of that kind of stuff happened for you um I think you know living in Adelaide hasn't been too hard um my my family all live in Victoria so hearing them going through the lockdowns and everything and just hearing how depressed they they were when they never really are depressed was pretty you know confronting um and so I guess for me being unable to go across the border was the biggest thing yeah yeah, because all my family are there and I'm the only one over here so it was it was pretty tough in that aspect and so I was thinking at the end of last year that I would head over to Victoria and move over because I was like no I've had enough of not being able to see my family when I want to and so I was gonna yeah head over to Victoria um but then I got a job (laughs) offer a different one to teaching and I was like oh let's just pray about this and see where God leads and um yeah here I am I'm still here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm really glad that you are um so from that job offer um what sorry firstly what are you doing now so I'm just for this year I have a contract working with Paravista Church as the associate pastor um yeah yeah so how are you firstly are you enjoying that role like how have you seen God kind of come through because the way that he leads is not near whatsoever so you always kind of circled back to your mission stuff that you started with well in like a really abstract (laughs) I would say that teaching is one of the biggest missions like it's tough um yeah I would say teaching is one of the toughest missions um but yeah this this year like I love this job like it is so good um I love that my job is caring for people and making them feel heard and seen and cared for yeah for sure and I feel like kids 
you know, they expect a teacher's role and they expect to be cared for. And um, but when you get out into the world, people people are busy and no one really looks out for people as much. And so it's yeah, it's been a real blessing to be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so from in this role, this is you. We've you've just done a storm call again. Mm. I also just like love how through all of it you've always had like these even though you might not have been like overseas missional mm. you've always had like these kind of trips like your love for traveling people has just definitely been present throughout all of this mm. um but this this year we with like the easing and restrictions and stuff like that you got to put storm on again go through that that tell us about that like what was that mm. like um so yeah i decided well, actually, I was at ministers' meetings, and they were like, "We're not going to do big camp. Um, we want local churches to do things, and we'd love it if local church would partner up with, um, like, city churches would partner up with country churches. Um, that you would do something special and include all ranges of the the ages of your communities." Um, and I was just like, "Hello, that is Stormco right there." <laughs> And so, you know, talked to a few other pastors that were heaps keen to be a part of it. And, um, and anyway, um, yeah, started organising Stormco. And, you know, there's a lot of fear because of COVID. Like, oh, my goodness, imagine if you took COVID to an Indigenous community and all of that. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was a bit, I guess, to be honest, a bit tentative and worried um and i also didn't have this this the people that had normally come on stormco with me um but yeah yeah apart from a few of the team getting covid and everything um just on the thursday before was just like okay god this is it you've got us to this point because there was a few hurdles that had to to get through um but god got us through them and so i was like all right we're going um and yeah it's just a blessing to like you know when you step out in faith god god blesses yeah 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 he definitely called us hey <laughs> um i remember getting the message like the friday before and the, i didn't actually know the context behind it but i they were like how are you feeling that kind of thing and i just thought you were being really caring i didn't understand <laughs> like i didn't get that like half of our team had kind of fallen away had covid, had COVID. Uh, do you have in other words do you, <laughs> do you have, have covid, COVID? <laughs> Um, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, when I realized how few people were going on the trip, it was actually, for me, honestly, it was a bit of a relief because I'm such an introvert. Yeah. Um, so to only have like, like, I didn't know anyone, like I knew all of you, but mm. I didn't actually, I hadn't actually officially met you before yeah. and I didn't know anybody else that was going and I didn't realize that Angie lived in Port Augusta. Like, I, no, I'd met her before, I didn't realise she was there. So I thought I was going in, like, knowing no one, mm. which, like, me a few years ago, I would never have done that. Yeah. But I was like, you know, whatever, God. Like, just mm. like you said, you just kind of step out in faith and he just he just catches you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, getting there and realising that we had a very, very small team and then seeing God work through that small team was mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So I guess for you as our as our fearless leader, what what was that like for you, seeing... God come through you with such a small group of people um yeah I felt pretty awesome 
at the end. Like <laughs> at the start, I was a bit like, uh, and um, I think it, you know we got there on the Sunday. By the Tuesday, I was like, okay, we got this. And then Wednesday, you're like, oh no, it's half over. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it was just like a a reality check, I guess, for me. Like, what are you stressing about? Like, just trust and yeah, he's got me through many other Stormco trips. What's what what's stopping? him from doing that again and I guess I was scared because some of the leaders previously weren't there but he's like it's okay I'm the one that you need to rely on not them yeah for sure that's such like such an important message to like kind of get out there is just like that you can actually trust him Mm. like I know for me each year I kind of at the start of every year I like pray and it probably sounds really lame, but I have like a word each year. Mm. Like I get him to give me a word each year. We yeah. kind of like work on that throughout the year. And yeah. this year, his word for me was trust. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool to see that come through. And I've seen it in so many different areas. It's just like just relearning, especially like after COVID and the last few years and like all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Mm. Like if you focus on that too much, it's all like pretty scary stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, and even just people's lives personally, but just like how amazing it is that we have a god who who even though the world looks is nuts he's still stable Mm. and he's still that anchor and he will like we can trust him to get us through Mm. um yeah and stonko was like for me was massive in that regard Mm. like you just kind of come away with just like this really um tight-knit group of like mm. people yeah and and i think on that like you know if you looked at each of the team members like we all have our like a lot of us were very shy people yeah um yeah. actually i think all, all of us. us are very shy people and by ourselves like you know we we had a little interview at the front at a youth rally and <laughs> i was just like laughing because they're just every single one hated being up the front <laughs> and we were like making them go up um and talk but, you know, like you think that someone who goes on a mission trip and does things for God is someone that's really outgoing and, you know, loves adventure and, and is very extrovert. But like <laughs> that no. wasn't the case. <laughs> but God, like and the thing is, like I needed certain um, talents for the trip. And it was just amazing how God like was like, OK, tick, got that. Um, you know, even even you, like I need, uh, I didn't want to preach on the Saturday, and so I was like, oh please Lord, because like running the trip and being organising, I get very emotional by the last day, and so the last thing I want to do is preach a sermon yeah, sure. when I'm tired and emotional, and so yeah, having um, you step up and say that was an answer to prayer, like oh, I was just like, God, you are so good, that's amazing, yeah, that's an answer to my prayer, that it's, <laughs> and it's an answer to your prayer. <laughs> Yeah, that's such a testament to him too. Like he, it's not he's not just working with like one person. Mm, like they intermingle. That, yeah, 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 and that we're all just so connected. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that was an answer to prayer for you. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. Um, just yeah, it's just amazing for me to think because I've been praying about preaching for yeah since two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, like I originally felt called to ministry just after I got baptized in two thousand and eighteen mm. at um an ordination service of one of the other pastors here and um like I felt the call then but there was just so much like shame and stuff for my own story that I didn't stand up or do anything mm-hmm. um 
and yeah, just to see, uh, but I still prayed about it the whole time. But I was always really determined not to, like if someone, I was like, God, if you want me to do this, someone has to ask me. Or like there has to be an, ap- an opportunity where like, you know, like I need to know that it's you and not me. Because mm-hmm. like I'm really introverted too. Like in high school, you could not get me in front of a group of people mm-hmm. to talk to them. And oh, yet yeah. here I am now, like I have my own podcast and like, yeah. you know, I was like preaching the other day and all this kind of stuff. So it's just, it's awesome to see how God can kind of take us as we are and mm-hmm. he molds us mm-hmm. and he has all the time in the world quite literally mm-hmm. it's us who has timelines yeah um so yeah storm cover i didn't even know that i was going to go on it like the yeah. day before like driving up there i was like god i have no idea why i'm doing this yeah <laughs> but he knew yeah he did so yeah just like reassurance for anyone who's listening that i know that life can be pretty sketchy sometimes and you don't often we don't know where we're going or what mm-hmm. we're doing but like that is actually okay because God, God's got us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in within your life and like all of these times that you've seen God kind of come through for you and just like that that faith in Him, what kind of advice would you give to someone who was like just didn't really know where they were going? Um, my my advice is very simple, and that is start every day with god like give up your day yourself to him make that your first thought um yeah, that's good and just yeah read your bible and give it to god and you, you know we we like to have our long-term perspective of things but it's just about the little day-to-day decisions um and if you say god i give you this day and um yeah surrender that to him then ultimately your life's going where he wants. Yeah, that's that's really that's really good advice. I love how yeah you've taken from like the bigger picture down to like the day to day and how that's just like that's equally as important as seeing mm. the big picture as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really awesome. Um, so as far as like life is concerned, do you have any? I know that like our plans are very flaky but do you have any like where do you feel that god is like calling you like now um i have no idea like you know god could take me back into teaching um keep me in this area of of ministry i just i have no idea and so but yeah it doesn't really matter it's just you know at the moment i'm i'm here so i make the most of it and we'll see what happens later (laughs) yeah for sure um have you always been able to have like such peace about not knowing what you're doing um oh there's days you know like days where you're just like oh i need to i need to know um but it's just a when you get that panic and that fear it's just a reminder okay it's time to like just surrender it give it to god and yeah it'll be okay yeah yeah for sure i love that anyway um so yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah no worries um appreciate it and yeah we'll definitely have to do this again after our next stormco trip um we should totally do one on stormco yeah. i want to do that last time but i was like real shy <laughs> <laughs> we should have <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah guys keep keep 
listening for that when it comes out. Um, yeah. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to reach out or have any questions about the episode or about anything at all, really anything, um, hit us up on Instagram. It is just let them testify or one word. Come give us a follow and yeah, share this around with your friends if you enjoyed it. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. See ya. Hey guys, it's me again. Surprise! Um, just wanted to jump in and say thank you so much for all of our reoccurring listeners, our loyal listeners. Uh, so, so grateful to be able to share all of these people's stories with you. How cool have they been? I just want to go ask you guys a favour. So for season three, we want to do things a little bit differently. So I would really love it if you would jump over onto our Instagram, let them testify, and yeah, just give us what are you guys after? What do you guys like listening to? Some solid feedback. Um, just want to make season three even better than season two. Um, so yeah, if you guys could do that, that would be amazing. Again, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this journey with me. Um, I hope that you've really seen God work in these people's lives and can see him work in yours too, because um, that is really what, what we're all about. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, and we will see you next season.